0: This is 92.5 Phoenix FM, community radio for Dublin 15. Hey everybody, you're listening to The Power, Andy Knowles, formerly of the Pro Wrestling Rewind on ESPN Radio, and you are listening to Wrestle View right here on Phoenix 92.5. everybody, you're listening to the Wrestling Rewind here on the True Penny Show channel or WrestleView on 92.5 Phoenix FM. My name is Daryl Connor. Thank you for joining me. Um, we have a special Halloween edition of the show. Uh, recording this on Halloween night, um, right after, but well, just before Crown Jewel or uh, Blood Money or Sweet Saudi Money Four, um, which is which we will get into. A lot to talk about this week. Um, again. An absolute a ton. Like, where to start? Where to start with this? But, um, I like to do the show now after after Wednesday because for me, re- uh, wrestling really is Wednesday night. You know, uh, AEW and NXT is pretty much the only thing to really bother watching now, uh, from a mainstream wrestling perspective. And uh, my favorite part of last week's show, uh, or this week's show, was uh, Finn Balor's promos. So I want to play it because it's fantastic. He's the most Irish he's ever been. So let's have a listen. Let's make one thing clear. I don't watch this business. This business watches me. Which brings me to Johnny Gargano. The heart of NXT. Johnny, congratulations. I heard you got out of hospital. But let me make one thing very clear. If you want your go again, I will send you straight back. <laughs> That's my favorite part of the promo. If you want your go again, I'll put you back in. It's fantastic. I've never actually heard the phrase, do you want your go on a wrestling, on a wrestling program? So, yeah, entertaining. And you won't be Johnny Wrestling. You will be Johnny Watches Wrestling exactly the way it's supposed to be. All right, Fantastic promo for Finn Balor. Of course, the heel Finn Balor, Prince Devitt, uh, which is what they're kind of angling towards now. Uh, really enjoyed it, I have to say. It was one of the highlights of the show. Uh, really, really, really good. So, uh, yeah, he really made the, the good change to kind of go back to NXT. For anyone who doesn't know, Finn Balor um, disappeared for a while. And he came back on NXT, making the jump from the pits to a show where he can actually, you know, be showcased. So, it's great to see what he's been doing there. did a massive heel turn last week. Uh, Not siding with the Undisputed Era, but not fighting them either. So, he's kind of just doing his own thing. And, uh, yeah, it looks like he's going to go toe-to-toe with Johnny Gargano. So, yeah, let's... um, there's a reason to watch NXT, but um, before we get into the show more more fuller, and I know I'm kind of jumping all over the place, guys. Uh, the best way to watch this this show, uh, this Wednesday night show, is double monitors or or you know double screens because then you can watch it both, you know, at the same time. And it, it's weird, like because I remember watching WCW and WWE as a kid. Now I didn't get to see it on Monday. Because I wasn't out up at like two in the morning when I was 8. But they did repeat it on a Friday in, on Sky Sports. Well, Sky Sports repeated Raw and WCW was repeated on Bravo. Um, and you could watch them at the same time. It was, it was pretty cool. But you're flicking back and forward. So you still kind of got that, that feel, you know. And I remember when I would go over to the States a lot uh, as a kid. That's when I actually got to experience the Monday Night West properly you know, as it was happening on, on the channels, you know, so, this is kind of like, an obviously an upgraded version of it, where you can just do it online, uh, because we haven't got the channels, you know, in, in Europe, Um, they repeat it on Friday, or they repeat, uh, uh, AEW is repeated on Friday, or Sunday, I'm not too sure, I don't, uh, full disclosure, I don't watch it repeat, Um, but, you know, screw that, so, you can actually just watch it, um, to the yoho method on and then just enjoy it that way you know so that's what i do and uh it it, it is a highlight of my week to be able to sit down on wednesday night and go right this is great it's not on too late the shows aren't on too long we have work in the morning of course but um you can still just enjoy it as it's happening go on twitter have have a lot of fun you know so you guys are doing that make sure to tweet me because i am going to be watching both Uh, at dara wv is my my twitter um on wednesday night that's when i'm quite active on twitter it depends sometimes i'm active sometimes i'm not but always at wrestling um and i will be tonight as well on uh, the blood money show we're watching that so you know but listen i always watch AEW. always and that's the show i mostly watch you know or give most my attention to But last night, I had to kind of kick things off with NXT first because Poppy was there. Now, going back to February, uh, when Mike used to host this show, um, himself and myself were talking about Poppy a lot. He didn't know who Poppy was, and I was like, dude, you have to know. Little did I know that she's going to become a massive mainstay of NXT, you know? Um, I got to see her over in San Francisco. It was fantastic. It was a really, really fantastic show. It's crazy and um, you know I got a I tagged on Facebook and my, my friend was like hey you have to watch this and I was like oh my god this is incredible so yeah she came out and she, she played her new song um to open the show and then played Scary Mask in so 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 so
1: walking
0: uh, Sharia down the down the the ramp and it was just amazing so good to see it like it's so bizarre to see it but this is it right wrestling works and look this is no disrespect anyone likes other genres of music wrestling works with rock or metal it doesn't work with anything else I'm sorry if you like rap sorry if you like hippity hop I'm sorry if you like pop music or whatever it just doesn't have the same if factor, right? Kinda, it's kind of lame when it's with any other genre of music. Now, I know there's uh, some hip-hop stuff I've seen in the UFC, and that kind of works a little bit better, uh, and even depending on the, the, the superstar or whatever, it could work. But as a rule, the best genre of music to play with um, wrestling is metal. Now, Poppy transitioned from this weird kind of bubblegum pop stuff to you know more taylor swift mixed with satan mixed with marlon manson to just full-on metal and uh yeah man it's it's one of those things that you need to experience but when i was watching it i was like this takes me back to the way wrestling is supposed to be even aew does the same thing all their music is all you know metallic because it works. It's just how wrestling is supposed to be. From a presentation, from a presentation standpoint. Now, look. If you don't believe me, and you're like, "Dara, what are you talking about?" Well, look. Go to, pull up a WWE promo. Right, anyone. Play pop music over it. Now, play metal over it, and it would be substantially better. My favourite promo of all time, video package of all time, rather, is Unforgiven 1999. It opened up with... Uh, it had Fear Factory on it. And it was, like, loads of different tracks from Fear Factory's obsolete album. And, I, you know, I have to credit, you know, the, the music choices of the Attitude era is why I love metal so much. I think it has to be. It's just there, you know. And it was Triple H's rivalry with Vince McMahon. Cut to... Fear Factory and Edge Crusher was one of the tracks on it, and it was amazing, man. You're watching it, and it's Triple H's you know, you know, smashing through people, and it's just the way it's cut, it's fantastic, just hitting people with sledgehammers, and it's unreal. I love it, man. It's just if you can find fo- can't obviously, you can't find it on YouTube, it's on Daily Motion, though. Do look it up, and it's the best presentation of wrestling I've ever seen. It's, it's amazing, so you know, and, and that's. That's one thing that was lost you know i have countless wrestlemanias um they have some garbage hip-hop or pop music it's like what is this this is not this doesn't get me hyped this makes me angry and now they're they're moving back towards aw from the start Present it in that way nxt presents it in that way because they know that's what it works yeah hip hippity hop and rap is more popular But it's garbage and it doesn't belong with wrestling because it doesn't get you hyped up. It's just trash. It was trash metal, and yeah maybe. But no. Just doesn't work. Does not work. Okay, so let's get into these shows uh fully. First up is uh the good and bad of AEW, so Uh, I'm going to get some hate from this show, I know you guys, but (laughs) bear with me. Uh, Look, I'm not a fan of uh, Cody. I couldn't care less about Cody Rhodes. Really couldn't. Don't like him. Never liked him. I believe he was best as Stardust. Anyway so we, we, the big deal was his contract signing for full gear it wasn't too bad like it, it was a fun like I, I liked the presentation of it where you know all throughout the show himself and uh tony Giovanni were, were in the car and you were going back forward and all that kind of stuff and it was you know it, it was it was cool you know kind of built things up but again i was just like i really couldn't care less about you cody roads However, when eventually did get to the contract signing, they kind of, uh, they flipped expectation. So it wasn't just your standard, you know, smalls where they beat each other up and someone goes through a table. Jericho kind of messed with that, where he was like, oh, I tricked you. I tricked you. And then he, he walked off. And turns out that the inner circle, Jericho's new group, have were beating the hell out of Dustin Rhodes backstage. And they're breaking his arm. And Jericho got into a limo and just looked like a superstar. So, I think that was good. You know, my concern about this match, uh, I think it's on the 9th. Yeah, it's on the 9th of November. Uh, My concern about this match would be if Cody wins. Then we have the Jeff Jarrett situation where, WWE, you don't like me and won't let me do what I want. So, I'm going to start my own wrestling promotion and make myself the champion. I don't want that to happen. I've seen this before. It's called TNA. However, that said, I wouldn't be opposed to Cody winning down the line. You know, I think it's way too soon for him to win a, to win this belt. Because it it just extends uh the optics of it are really bad. So I'd say wait maybe two years, Cody. Year if if um if a must, you know, to do it next year at all in. And um yeah then fair enough but not not after like your seventh show that's just bad and i don't want that other people probably don't want i know some people do love cody because you know whatever but lads think about it it's jeff Jarrett syndrome all over again come on jericho's a good champion there's other guys there page would be a great champion Mox, not so much. He's kind of off doing his own thing eventually, though. You know, so we just have to see. Uh, some things I didn't like on this show, uh, the Rick and Morty stuff. It, you know, there was a, a squash match with, which the, with the best friends. It wasn't too bad. Like, it was a fine match. It was a squash match, but still fine. But they came out dressed as Rick and Morty, and it was just like, oh, no. Oh. Yeah. Everyone likes Rick and Morty, kind of, but don't want to see this on wrestling. So it wasn't too bad, but you know, I'm glad it was kept to a to a minimum. Like if that had been a thing, it could have been, it could have been WWE. You know, it could have been. We've seen this before. They did a really good job with John moxie building up that he is angry. You know that he is like a you know a, a psychopath, and I think throughout the whole show. Uh, they built this up because I do think uh, this match with at full Gear with Omega is going to be unreal. Um, no announcement yet as to what it is. It could be unsanctioned, could be a hardcore match. We don't know yet, so we'll have to have to see. It's still a bit too early um, to see what's going on, but it is confirmed. Uh, what else? Oh yeah, <laughs> I got flashbacks here to Bubba Ray Dudley and what the Dudley boys did to some uh, to Legends and also to Mae Young Uh, on Raw this really usually AEW feels like Nitro this really felt like an old school Raw episode and particularly this was when uh, LAX pretty much just killed the Rock and Roll Express (laughs) oh man they absolutely destroyed Ricky Martin like the, lad, the old lads came out with the belts and you know they were you know happy to be out there and all that kind of good stuff and i'm like someone's coming out to destroy these people i've seen this before and then yeah lax pop out or uh, santana and ortiz and end up like power bombing ricky morton through the stage and the poor lad looked like he's been killed so yeah don't expect him to to show up anytime soon he's 63 and that was a horrific bump so well yeah or um lax really i i know they're not called lax but i'm still going to call them lax so anyway uh yeah you know fair play lads you get yourself over uh shanana and haruki suriga was really good at a very 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 good women's match i uh, really enjoyed that good to see hangman page back uh sammy aguero match was you know it was okay match but there wasn't really too, too much to write home Bill. uh sammy is gonna be a big star but he's just not there yet uh that's why he's obviously teamed up with with uh the rest of the lads gonna get that rub and um yeah overall the show seemed like it was very very focused you know it, it knew what it was going to do it had certain things to get over and built towards pay-per-view because remember this is this is their first real first real pay-per-view um with stakes right after tv also great to see socal uh uncensored hold the belts it's been a while since frankie held championship so you know fair play um always good to see um frankie kazarian um and i know daniels is injured but um Scorpio's side kind of fills in there quite nicely. They had a lot of things to get over, and it was interesting to see these lads um, focused with TV behind them. Because all other shows that we've seen before, um, they've had, you know, built, but jumping from pay-per-view to pay-per-view, or else, you know, but this is the first show where we have concrete storylines, uh, a wider audience, and... Your more kind of standard traditional wrestling format so i'm really excited personally i'm look i love the way they do their shows on a saturday night i think that's a stroke of genius and it's again like i know some of the most of our listeners here are from all over are from europe and from america but from all over the world you know a lot of wrestling wdb in particular they're focused on the us as their main market tna did this too the folks on the main market putting on a wrestling show, live wrestling show, at one in the morning on a su- on a Sunday. Either you're taking the day off work, or work's going to suck, or you're not working. It's it's one of those one of those one of those things, you know. Um, I'd say if you're in school or anything, you 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 can't really do it. It's not an enjoyable experience. You're putting yourself through hardship for no reason. If the show's terrible, right? A- um, AEW have tapped into this thing that UFC actually kind of would always do. I know when Conor McGregor was fighting, everybody in Ireland would stay up to watch Conor get either beaten, but most people would want him to get beaten, but some people did support him. And it was great because it was a Saturday night and late on a Saturday night, so you'd go out to the, the pub or whatever, or the club or whatever, and then come back, or gig or whatever, and then come back and then watch it. Similar thing with wrestling, you know, you can go oh, AW, you can go out, come home, and then bang on the pay-per-view. It just works, it makes more sense. And it's more considerate to fans around the world. And I think it's just something that hasn't been done for so long. So, fair play AEW. that is just super cool. Super cool. Thank you for that. Because it means I can actually, you know, enjoy it and go to work on a Monday and not feel like death. So, it's uh, it's always good so i'm looking forward to it and also by the way if anyone is in dublin on the 9th uh before we're doing a panel at um jcon uh near to know my other uh my other show near to know bases near to know media, my website if you're if you're going to uh if you're in dublin check that out we're gonna be doing a panel for uh japanese video games and horror uh as experienced by westerners yeah so um do that. All details are over on nerdtownmedia.com. Looking forward to it. It's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be different and interesting. But I still have to ride it now. But <laughs> it's gonna be fun. Uh, if you are interested in that kind of stuff, go over to nerdtownmedia and check out my other podcast, uh, Nerdtown Bases and all that other kind of stuff. Right, switching gears to later on today, which is, um, you know, WWE, of course. Yeah. Sweet Saudi Money 4, or WWE Blood Money, otherwise known as Crown Jewel, is on. Uh, The matches aren't interesting. I don't care about any of this. I don't know why you would, but hey, it is what it is. There are some interesting things which I wasn't expecting. Uh, The show is is starting at uh, uh, 5pm UK time actually forgot it was on there so i just stuck it on now And the first one was gonna have it on in the background the the first match was kicking off for brock and ortiz and already it looks terrible so i'm just gonna have it on in the background if anything big thing, if anything big happens i'll mention it but yeah man already looks terrible so <laughs> yeah good luck with that but um while that's going on uh the matches on this are team hogan versus team flair so it is what it is. Basic survival, Survivor Series type match. Universe's Championship is on the line with set rounds versus the Fiend. Falls count for fall, falls count anywhere match, where it can't be stopped for any reason after after that train wreck and hell in a cell. They want to make sure that never happens again. So um, yeah, they're going for it. Also, by the way, this this uh, Brock Lesnar match, Ortiz is literally you know shoe fighting him, but like it's worked. So it's like a bad MMA match no way that's going to be good uh, there's the WWE Tag Team World Cup so it's a nine team tag team turmoil match I actually like tag team turmoil matches. it's been a long time since I've seen one again there was a really good one on uh, Unforgiven 1999 so I'm looking forward to that um, they're going to win the WWE World Cup so let's see what happens there 20 man battle royale winner faces AJ Styles for the, Uni- the United States Championship uh, and then there's the United States Championship match of AJ versus whoever won right um, I do have to hand it to them, to Triple H and the lads. Lacey Evans versus Natalia is happening. It's a thing. For the first time ever, women are going to be allowed to compete. So that's fantastic. That is fantastic. Good job. Um, Brock Lesnar, just be uh, Ortiz with a Kimura. So, well, there you go. Braun Strowman versus Tyson Fury, don't care. Mansoor versus Cesaro, don't care. But, you know, Mansoor's okay. Cesaro's okay. No real reason to care about this. But, it is what it is. Um, Pointless. A pointless, pointless, pointless show. That WWE have spent the past month building around. Wasting pay-per-view, TV time, and everything around it. So... Absolutely pointless, pointless show that exists for one reason as a propaganda device for uh absolutely human rights violating tyranny. So thanks, WWE. Good to see. Be a star, right? Um funny thing about the WWE Network actually, before I swap over um in topics. I had to cancel my WWE network recently. And the reason why I did was... It wasn't because, you know... For money or anything like that. It was literally because... It wasn't worth it. I was trying to watch Hell in a Cell. And the stream... One, I couldn't use the stream... On my PS... Uh, my, oh, I'm sorry, on my Android device. I was trying to stream it to the Chromecast... And it you, apparently you can't stream live events. You can't stream live events. <laughs> so yeah, that was the end of that. Plugged in a laptop. The stream wasn't working on the laptop. And then I ended up ha- having to go yo ho yo yo ho to find it, despite paying for it. WWE legitimately. Would not let me watch the show. Despite paying for it. And then hell in a cell. I watched the show and it was terrible. And I'm like no I'm cancelling it. So I cancelled it after my little rant on the last show. And. It ran out two days ago. Uh, I've been playing a lot of. WWE 2K16. And it's actually really good. I like the WWE. um, The WWE games normally. And. Um. This one in particular was fun because you got to play a Stone Cold Steve Austin and do the story mode. By the way, I am doing that on my Twitch nerd ducks. You can watch me kind of play through it, and um, yeah, man, just playing through the show, the matches, and a lot of those matches I remember from being a child, and just been like, wow, this is great. So when you're kind of playing through them, it's very nostalgic for me. And I wanted to go back and watch some of the matches, so I was like, cool, I'll watch it on my PS3 because that's mainly how I watch. That's a it's a media center for me. I don't really use it for anything else. Um, I was like, cool, I'll, I'll pop on the WWE Network and then, you know, watch these matches before it runs out. And then I'll, you know, probably re-up. Bit it up. Needs an update. Cool update. I'll watch it after that. This update has removed functionality from your PS3. <laughs> oh, man. Like, thanks, WWE. You took away my ability to watch it once again. And after that, I was like, you know what? No. the heck with this. I'm going to save my 14 euro a month and do something else with it. Anything else with it. Because it's not worth it. So, yeah. I've had the WWE for four years. And again, they just ruined it. Here's the And we talked about this on Nerds No Media. How to stamp out piracy. Make it cheap, make it available, and make it good. That's your pyramid. One of those things can be missing but not all of them. It's not cheap, it's not good, and it's not available. So Yikes. No interesting note on Crown Jewel actually you can get you can get it on Sky Sports Box Office for like fifteen pounds. Keep that fifteen pounds and buy a pizza or something. Or donate it to charity. Donate it to a woman's charity, you know, or a human rights charity. Then give it to to uh, Crown Jewel. Anyway, um, speaking of which, I am going to transition the rest of this show to an interview that I did with Stone Cold Steve Austin a couple of years ago. Um, I I I actually really like the interview, but f- I have to say from from playing from playing, uh, the the story mode again the the showcase mode i didn't really like it with daniel bryan because i don't connect with daniel bryan i haven't i haven't played 2k15 properly i haven't played 2k17 properly either i picked them up for very cheap this, this week actually so i probably will do a review of them um at some point and before anyone says anything i haven't played 2k20 yet i have just been laughing at the glitches i'm not gonna pay full price for that um i was trying to find a way to get it um in a review sense, but obviously the reviews are so bad that that is not an avenue that 's open uh, maybe next year they 'll open up their avenue but um yeah so i'll i pick it up at the end of the year or some when it's like ten euros 'cause it's not it's only worth about four euros but i don't mind paying ten euros for it um the game is broken beyond a shadow of a doubt it's broken beyond belief. You can go online and see collections of these the atrocious glitches and obviously that comes from uh yukes pulling out who've been developing WWE games longer than people and then most people watching the shows have been alive and he pulled out pretty much at the start of the year and he had to just panicly panic struggle to um, create something and something is what they created graphical graphics aren't a big thing but the graphic downgrade is substantial gameplay is broken game barely works characters you select sometimes aren't the characters that you pick um (laughs) the game randomly just glitches out and you know all this kind of stuff the only thing i haven't seen happening is like console breaking glitches that's not a thing and hopefully that's not there but there was supposed to be a patch coming out there was a pretty big day one patch i've heard but you know all these problems aren't patched out yet there's also another patch uh to reinstall creating wwe championships that's that's the thing that was taken out too a lot of features are gone and it's just something that you guess you just kind of have to deal with you know to be fair they were working on something that was great and then they pulled out so it is what it is my advice do not buy it wait until next year until these kinks are worked out and that's good advice for WWE games general every second year is a good way to go I picked up 2K19 and I said I didn't pick up 2K18 uh or 2K17. You know, I was I I I haven't bought a game at release for the WWE in years. So, I was kind of happy to kind of go after 2K18. I was like, "Right, I like 2K18." And then I bought 2K19 and I really like 2K19. So, you know, I, I guess it is one of those one of those things But um, if you haven't played 2K16, do. It's a lot of fun. If you're like me, if you grew up with the Atchid era, you're going to love it. You know, and just... It made me super nostalgic for the Atchid era. It made me super nostalgic for that period of wrestling that was so alive. And so viscerally enjoyable. And that's one thing going through the career mode is fantastic. Because not only it's the matches that... Like, I forgot a lot of these matches happened. But also, there's like little bonus matches. Like there's one where you go against Sadio Vega. Um, you you play as stunning Steve Austin. You play as uh, um, Austin in ECW. And obviously, you're picking up these events and you're picking up uh, all these little bonuses and stuff. It's great, you know. And it's, it's just very, very, very enjoyable. Now there are some problems. Obviously, the major problems being the fulfilling the bonus objectives are quite annoying uh trying to do the stun gun that's like one of the first things you do and i and I forgot what the stun gun was and then i started looking for the stun gun i was like what and then it's a move in the ring and you eventually you realize if you just press start it tells you what to do but did kind of have to google it you know and find out what's going on but other than that it's fine you know there it you can just you can adjust the difficulty and all that kind of stuff so well 2k60 isn't technically the best uh, game in the world and like their actual uh career mode is very annoying it's very difficult actually playing a normal game on it is trying to get the pinfall is ridiculous my advice switch it to easy get yourself the rko finisher and you'll blast through it um the amount of finishers that i had to do just to pin some person it was like four or five so that's way too much took, took away from it They really did take away from it so uh, they went too realistic to, to a fault. And then, obviously, you're on NXT, but then you go on main event, so you're pretty much fighting the same people over and over again until you get to the championship, and it's, it's a bit much, and there's not that much of a story in it. Uh, 2K19 had a very good story. I really liked the story in 2K19, um, so that was kind of fun. It's why I was looking forward to 2K20 for the storyline. It's, apparently, it's terrible, but, you know, I like when wrestling games have a storyline. It's it's fun. It makes it interesting, you know. So yeah, um, that's my little kind of rant on video games so far. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna talk more about these as I as I kind of work through them. So at the moment, two K seventy and two K fifteen is on my on my radar to finish. Two K sixteen, I'm halfway through it, so that should be done relatively soon. I'll, I'll obviously to uh, talk about that as we we'll keep going. Now, guys, remember the the format of this show is a bi-weekly show and as far as live format for me so i come in i talk about shit, I, I talk about what's been happening and then i kind of play an old show from back in the day the reason for that one it keeps it interesting for me two it keeps it fresh and three it's me not saying the WWE is terrible over and over again um but also i have a lot of shows in my archive from when i used to do uh, the rest of you international desk a lot of interviews a lot of content a lot of really good shows that i have that i want to kind of give to you guys to listen to because it is very interesting and those shows are quite fun to go back and listen to james has allowed me to has allowed me this to do and i'm very thankful for it because it is something that you know i I don't want these shows to disappear i don't want them to to only be And i know a lot of shows won't work because this stuff is gone obviously but there, we did a lot of speciality shows, like Best of WCW, Best of ECW, uh, different format of shows like that as well. Yeah, so I'm going to kind of dig through those and, and you know, avoid um, them. But that's basically one week live show, next week, repeat or whatever, right? Um, As I said, the end of the show is going to be a 20-minute interview with Stone Cold Steve Austin. And it's one of the best interviews I've ever done, one of the fun, most fun interviews I've ever done. Uh not because well for those are reasons austin was the guy who i grew up with you know being like my version of john cena or hulk hogan right so that was amazing to actually talk to him about stuff we talked about in the interview was great you know this is obviously he was promoting his broken school ranch show but we still got to talk about his time in wwe we got to talk about his matches with the undertaker we got to talk about everything that he actually achieved and everything he did in his career. So I was very, very lucky. This is when I worked with a son and I actually got the ability to talk to a lot of wrestlers. So I am working on getting some more interviews now um, going forward. But to be fair, I have so much in the vault that I can present to you guys that I'm happy enough to go through to go back with them. If there's if if you guys are, I'd like to know directly what you think about this show. Nertonomedia at gmail.com is the best way to reach me and um, with your thoughts of the show. If, if you have if you want if you have anything you want me to cover the the name of this show is the rewind so i don't mind going back into the past i don't mind checking out stuff from years ago if there's anything you want me to look at and review you know this show is just as much about you as it is about what we want to do here so feel free you know the lines are open you know uh might look into streaming the show some point i don't know we'll see we stream near to no media or sorry the near to no basis show but that's because it's a little bit later um but yeah, look, if if the attitude if the attitude and appetite is there, we can make it happen. You know, the best way to do is to reach me on email or on Twitter, right? Best way to do it. Might have some calls coming up soon, not too sure. Um I'm happy enough just to talk. So uh, you know. Oh, loads of things are in the work at this point in time, but this interview with Austin is something uh, I'm glad to bring you guys. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. It's quite an upbeat um tonally upbeat interview so um here it is my interview with stone cold steve austin guys when i come back next week i'll be reviewing crown jewel properly talking more about wwe games uh, obviously my weekly recap of a and nxt and actually by the time you come back it should be the week before um their pay-per-view too so that'd be pretty fun So uh, yeah, enjoy this interview by Stone Cold Steve Austin and I'll talk to you next week here on The Wrestling Rewind. Alright, so you're listening to the podcast and you're like, hey, I want to get involved but I'm not in Ireland and I don't have time to listen. Well, guys, listen, we've revamped everything. We've made it super easy. Nerd to know media, everything. Nerd to know media, Gmail. Nerd to know media on Twitter. Nerd to know media on Twitch. Nerd to know media, cross the wall. Everything that you can do, you're able to find us. Nerd to know media. NerdsnowMedia.com is our website just in case you can tune in via the tune in app and catch us live if you want to. Type in NerdsnowBases on Phoenix 92.5 FM and you're able to find us. The stream to the show as it's happening live is actually on our website, NerdsnowMedia.com. Also, if you haven't got time for that or if you want something a bit more convenient, we're on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, all across the board. And if you do want to catch us live when we record the show, because spoilers, We tape the show. We do it live on Twitch. Nerddux. N-E-D-D-U-X is where you can find my personal Twitch channel. And we stream there. The show every single Thursday at 9pm. So guys, no excuse not to listen. We're very easy to find. Nerdfinoamedia.com for more information. Broadcasting from the Blanchistan Centre. This is Phoenix FM. This is ninety-two point five, Phoenix FM, community radio for Dublin fifteen.
1: Hey everybody, it's JB Jeremy Borash, and you are listening to Daryl O'Connor on the. Let's go.
0: Well, first of all, thank you for
1: taking time to talk with me. I really, really appreciate it. Oh, I appreciate you uh, helping us talk about Redneck Island. I'm looking forward
0: to coming over to UK. No, well, definitely. It's going to be pretty cool. Let's talk about Redneck Island. It's it's a unique program, and it's starting on True TV. So what made you want to get involved with it? I'll tell
1: you what. That's a good question. I was actually down at my ranch in South Texas, and my phone rang. And it was the people from country music television asked if I wanted to host Redneck Island. And uh, they told me what it was about. And basically, I was gonna bring a group of competitors from uh, the southern states, divide them up into two teams and put them through uh, challenges uh, each and every week. And the losing team would come to uh, my place and they would vote one of their own off the island. And we would continue this process of elimination until we get down to three competitors. And then the the last three competitors would kind of go through a mega challenge and finally uh, determine uh, the winner. And the winner would win $100,000 and be uh, the king or queen of Redneck Island. And it was very intriguing to me and it sounded like a lot of fun. I really enjoyed my first endeavor into reality television So the first one I hosted, which was Tough Enough, with WWE and we made the business part of it line up and we started uh, going down to Mexico and we filmed three seasons of it and it's just a very fun show with real people from the south who are quite the characters themselves. And the challenges are more in the vein of their athletic contest, but it requires a little bit of brain work too. So I like to look at it as kind of, uh, as we would say here in the United States, kind of a countrywide Olympics in the vein of challenges and a, a ton of fun. That's why I wanted to do it.
0: Okay, um, what can fans expect? You, you mentioned tough enough. Is it is it go shot the similar kind of way? Is it more like Survivor?
1: No, well, I mean, I think there's an element of Survivor in, with respect to. Uh, the voting process when they vote one of their own the losing team comes to my place and they must send one of their members home right uh so that facilitates the process of elimination but the the challenges are kind of wacky and off the wall and some of them uh involve uh you know water and these big airbags and and people jumping off something to shoot another person into the air, and, and some of these people are going 25, 30 feet in the air to try to come down inside a target in the water. So it's stuff like that, which, uh, almost reminds me a little bit of, uh, uh, wipeout, but it's not like wipeout. So it's kind of unlike anything you guys have on television over there. I think you're going to enjoy the show. It's pretty easy and simple to figure out. Just tune into the first episode on August 4th and you'll get it.
0: Well, wow, it sounds sounds like a mix between Fear Factor and like all this kind of crazy stuff. So it, it's very very interesting. But like this isn't your first time in reality TV, as you said yourself. Um, is it kind of strange to go back into that world?
1: No, I love the reality television space. You know, uh, now that I'm out of business of professional wrestling, you know, I started doing some acting and stuff. And because, you know, I didn't want to go back to driving a forklift like I was doing before I got into the business of professional wrestling. Right. And I started doing some uh, some movies out here and then had my first opportunity at reality television with Tough Enough and then found Redneck Island. And currently I'm filming, well, currently over here in the States, uh, my new reality television show is about to break on July 6th. It just works for me. Uh, anytime you sign on to a reality project... For the most part, the the stuff I've been involved in takes about one month to shoot. So you go out, you work for one month, and you go on to the next project. That works for my mentality. I like to uh, go in, accomplish a task, get it done, and go on to the next one. It's very fun. I remember bullet points, but most of the stuff that comes out of my mouth is what happens in my brain. So it is reality television. The situations, the circumstances are real. I respond accordingly, and it's very fun. And it's 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 a very good day at the office when you can go do a job, get paid to do it, and have fun while you're doing it. And that's what reality television is for me. And this show is fun, and I think that's why
0: you guys will enjoy it over there. Awesome. Awesome. So you said it's launched in August, August 4th. August 4th. Okay. Uh, the new True TV channel as well is coming over here in the UK, and it, it, it's kind of building up a whole big line up there. Um, what's the reaction been like over in the States? Is Has it, it aired over there yet, or, or is it going to air at the same time here in the UK as well?
1: Oh, Redneck Island? Yeah. Oh, all three seasons. We've done three seasons of Redneck Island. I'm waiting to hear word if we're going to do season four. But three seasons of Redneck Island have already aired. Over here, and uh, I'm, I'm very excited that finally you guys are getting it over there. I do a podcast twice a week over here in the States called The Steve Austin Show. A big part of my listenership comes from the U.K. I have a tremendous fan base over there for my wrestling days, and I truly appreciate how much my fans have supported me over there. They have been asking me on my Twitter account, Steve Austin BSR, when are we going to get Redneck Island? So finally you guys are going to get it, and it's just a hell of a
0: damn show. Awesome. Okay, well, let's uh, let's move away a little bit and talk about your acting because you've been very very busy since you've actually left the ring. You know, you started off doing stuff with Celebrity that Match, so and then you moved on to like movies like The Condemned and stuff like that. What's it like acting compared to wrestling?
1: Well, acting's uh, man, it's a whole different ball game. There's just so much. You know memorization you know wrestling was kind of on the fly you know i might know I'm, i might know bullet points if i if i'm working an angle okay let's go back to the vince mcmahon days it's myself and vince i mean we're just spinning off of each other and it's kind of a free-for-all we know where we're going we're just uh, playing off of each other winding up the crowd and wanting to entice them into seeing what we're doing next and buy a ticket you know, with the movies, it's much more structured. You know, you, you must kind of almost know your dialogue is carved in stone. Fight scenes are different than working in the ring. In the ring, it's almost like dancing. When you've done it for so long, that's almost what it is. You All don't right. always know what's coming next. You can make that up on the fly uh, with the fight that happens on screen. Everything must be absolutely techni- technical, happen just like it was planned out, or someone will get hurt. I like the dynamics of the in-ring entertainment better than fighting on screen. I like the ad-libability uh, that you had in the game of professional wrestling versus the memorized script. So two entirely different worlds. I don't think one really facilitates the other. Uh, it, they're just totally different animals. But the fact that I was a name in the business of professional wrestling did help facilitate getting into, into the movie business.
0: And you've done some TV shows as well outside of reality television like Celebrity Match in more of a voiceover role. Do you ever want to do anything like that in the future? Uh, say again? Uh, you've done uh, voiceover work before in Celebrity Match. Would you ever want to do something like that before?
1: Man, I get asked that all the time. Hey, man, you got a, r- a real interesting voice. Why don't you do more voiceover stuff? Uh, I, I have a regional sounding voice. I mean, I, I think it's almost kind of the... I don't want to say problem, but it's the same uh, thing that uh, Jim Ross, the greatest announcer in the history of the wrestling business, had. At one time, Vince thought he was too Southern or too regional-sounding and didn't think he'd, he would appeal to you know uh, an entire nation or an entire world. Well, we all know that he did and became the most beloved announcer of all time, but I think I kind of faced maybe some of those same limitations with regards to some of the companies out there wanting a voice that represents their product uh, I've, I've i've done a few uh auditions for different products uh, none of those have really worked out but nonetheless when it comes time to selling something or, or as in regards to my podcast my, my voice is unique it is what it is and i can deliver a message but it, it's, it all depends on what that client's looking for if they're looking for a voice like mine they know where to find me uh but to, to answer your question uh, voice work is just absolutely wonderful. It's uh, it's easy. with uh, Obviously, it's easy on your body. It's easy on your schedule. If you have a great voice and, and can do it, uh, it's a great job to have.
0: Cool. Very, very cool. Well, in the time you have left, um, do, can, do you mind me asking you some resting questions? No, not at all. Okay, cool. Um, I was listening to your podcast recently with Paul Heyman, and I have to ask, what was your greatest moment in ECW?
1: the greatest moment in ecw was that night uh well it was about 4 four thirty in the morning when i cut that promo and all the other guys had uh, gone and finally paulie said hey it's your time and i asked paulie i said hey man what do you want me to talk about and he said hey just talk about your feeling. how you feeling right now and i was feeling ticked off frustrated and uh like i'd been kept down kind of screwed over and i voiced that uh those opinions right there in about a seven-minute interview. And that was a one-take deal, totally off the cuff, off the top of my head. And the whole crew of guys, those Sandman Raven, Mick Foley, uh, 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 Shane Douglas, and everybody just erupted when I got finished. So I would say that promo was a turning point in helping me focus on how to create a memorable promo. And it was all because you know Paulie helped me and gave me the opportunity. That would be what, what
0: the best thing that happened down in ECW. Okay. Uh, and speaking of promos, when you were doing all that, you know, iconic stuff during the Monday Night Wars on Raw and in and in, in the WWF at the time, did you actually think that it would turn into icon- like what it's become? You know, I got into wrestling um, when I was a kid, but what kept me a wrestling fan was yourself. You know, so did you ever think that would actually turn into what it became?
1: No, you know, I didn't have an idea. I think. When I first got to the business of uh, pro wrestling, I I was a fan. I started watching when I was seven or eight years old. And kind of in the back of my head, I I knew that that was something that I always wanted to do. But, you know, would it be possible? So when I went to college, you know, I was going to major in business to sell uh, insurance like my father did before me and go into business with him. And so anyway, you know, uh, I saw a commercial for wrestling. I used to go down to the Sportatorium to watch the world-famous Von Erichs fight the Freebirds. And Chris Adams, who's from England, had his uh, commercial on TV about his wrestling academy. And I said, that's it. That's the job for me. I'm going to go down and talk to Chris Adams. I did. He taught me how to wrestle. I got in because I wanted to be a wrestler. And when you when you do something, you want to be the best you can at it. But I certainly had no aspirations that it would snowball into what Stone Cold Steve Austin would eventually become after I broke into the business as Steve Williams Changed my name to Steve Austin, stunning Steve Austin, superstar Steve Austin, the ringmaster, and finally Stone Cold Steve Austin. I I certainly never expected what the future held for me.
0: Well, speaking of the future, just uh, talking about this year's WrestleMania, what was it like to be back in a WWE ring with not only The Rock, someone who you've had you know a storied career with, but also Hulk Hogan.
1: Oh, it was great because, you know, Hulk Hogan meant so much to the world of professional wrestling, you know, probably, you know, with the run that he had, probably the biggest star of all time. And to look back and we were at the Hall of Fame the night before and they were, you know, because Mr. T was going into the Hall of Fame that night, they showed a lot of stuff from WrestleMania one, two and three. And those guys running down the road and training for those matches. And it was just the rock and wrestling uh, uh, connection happened and they brought the music industry in, and the, the whole spectacle. Uh, to be in the ring with those guys was very special, and you, I think you probably had three of the biggest names in the history of the sport there together, and, and, and you know, when I say that, don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm a fan of so many other guys too, but it was just electricity, and I wish we would have had a little bit more time to further entertain the crowd, but it was an absolute blast to be there in the Superdome. I love the state of Louisiana and the town of New Orleans. I love that food and that whole culture, so it was a blast.
0: And I have to ask, now that I have you on the line, um, a man who you've had a bunch of wars with, particularly during the Attitude Era, um, The Undertaker, did you ever want to wrestle with him at WrestleMania? And now that the streak's over, do you think Brock Lesnar was the right guy to do it?
1: Man, it's hard to believe that I didn't uh, wrestle Undertaker at WrestleMania. Uh, wrestling in some other high-profile matches, some SummerSlams, you know that. But that would be a, a very interesting scenario because maybe I could have been another statistic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think that the streak was absolutely incredible. And when I was watching the match, my jaw dropped, and I was very surprised to see him, you know, take the fall in that match and lose. And. I, you know, I, I wanted the streak to remain intact. I'm such a fan of The Undertaker. But, yeah, if, if, if someone's going to do it, I was okay with Brock Lesnar doing it because he's such a big, impressive beast. Some people say, hey, he's kind of a part-time guy and he didn't deserve it. Uh, you know, I don't know who else would really deserve that fall. So, anyway, uh, Undertaker has had one of the greatest careers in the history of the business, a true icon and someone who everyone respects. Brock Lesnar who came into the business of professional wrestling everyone knew would be a big star got out went to the UFC become their biggest draw ever and then comes back into pro wrestling so uh, I don't think there's anyone more fit to beat Undertaker than Brock Lesnar
0: okay Uh, and finally you're working away on your podcast Um, I've recently got into it myself Uh, what made you want to enter into that world
1: just a way to the, the, the original reason really was to maintain contact with my fan base and entertain them. And it's kind of turned into what, what it's turned into. And I don't I don't make a thing complex. It's simply entertainment for people that, to take them out of uh, their world and entertain them for about an hour, hour and a half, twice a week. And uh, I get, get a chance to use kind of the creative juices I had when I used to go out on Monday Night Raw. There's still a performer in me, and... I like to do my podcast to maintain contact and entertain my fan base through my social media, my Steve Austin BSR Twitter account, and my podcast, The Steve Austin Show, which drops on Tuesdays and Thursdays on iTunes. And a Tuesday show is family friendly, the Thursdays explicit content. And it's just fun. It's that, and, but no, 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 there's no other reason just to maintain contact, contact with my fan base.
0: Right, and you mentioned a, a bunch of times on your show that you have a list of guys who you want to get on. Can you tell me who's on the list or who you want to get on? On what? On, on your list of the guys you want you would like to have on your podcast oh, and
1: yeah. the future. Oh you know, uh, yeah. I talked to The Undertaker at WrestleMania 30 and, I, and man, it was right before his match. It wasn't the best time to ask him, uh, but I asked him if he'd consider doing the podcast and he said yes. So wow. that's uh, because of his story career, I've got to get down over there to where he lives. I think he's in the Austin or Houston, Texas area. So I want to interview him in, in person. That's one of the things now that I have a block of time on my schedule. I'm trying to get down there and interview him. I want to talk to Kevin von Erich. he's over in Hawaii. that's another one which I've got to do in person. So I'm trying to get Kevin von Erich on there. I'd love to talk to Superstar Billy Graham. Uh, I'd love to talk to, to Bruno San Martino, just, just some of, the, some of the, the, the biggest names ever out there. and I'd love to talk to Hulk Hogan, but you know the list could go on and on and on but just uh, anybody who, who really had a career and uh, just just facilitate conversation and talk about the business
0: Well, wow. I can't wait to hear it sir but uh, that's everything I have there, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule listen Steve you're the reason why I'm a wrestling fan, you're the reason why I'm a wrestling journalist you meant so much to me, you're a childhood hero, thank you so much for your time
1: Hey man I appreciate you watching because I had a great time as Stone Cold Steve Austin, that's the best job I ever had uh, I, I, you know, I don't miss it anymore. I just have a lot of fond memories. It was time for me to ride off in the sunset. I would have loved to got another four or five years out of my body, but I'm satisfied and, and truly happy to have the career that I had. And I never thought in a million years it would go as far as it did, but man, I really appreciate it when people like you, you know, watch the business and, you know, and maybe it's because of me or whatever, but man, I just appreciate all the wrestling fans. So I appreciate it
0: very much. No worries, listen, uh, best luck with your podcast, best luck with the reality TV show, and again, thank you so much. Thank you, man, I appreciate it.